There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney, so what? It's the Sir Alf Ramsey Odyssey, uh, it's the book Sir Alf, um... That we're trying to work our way through. We keep getting distracted. It's really unfortunate because um, it's, it's a wonderful book. But um, let's just get into it, shall we? Um, mm. We're still in the, um, the introduction of the book, actually. Uh, and it talks about after Sir Arthur had died in 1999, um, there was a mixture of guilt, disappointment and anger that during his lifetime he'd never been accorded the recognition he deserved. And in the words of none other than Tony Blair... Um, he gave this nation the greatest moment in our sporting history. Um, and it said that um, the FA regarded Alf with suspicion or contempt throughout his England career, which we touched upon last week. And the fact that he never got a winner's medal for the 66 World Cup final, something that rankled with him right up to the moment of his death. <laughs> it rankles with me. I don't mind telling you. I am rankled. Not much rankles, Sir Alf, but that fucking rankled It takes a lot to rankle me. this man. But I am severely wrangled. <laughs> you ask Mrs. Ramsey, she'll tell you. I'm not an easily rankable person. I'm irascible, yes. <laughs> Ranklable? No, never. Our generation. I'm inscrutable. We're stoic, our generation. But we, so we weren't raised to be rankled. <laughs> Take it on the chin, move on. Um... And it says here in the book that the last 25 years of his life was spent in a sad twilight existence. Uh, the lack of money was compounded by the refusal of the football authorities to make any use of his unparalleled knowledge of the game. Which is what we talked about last week, that he never he never cropped up. Um, My knowledge of the game is unparalleled. <laughs> I have a room, a room in my home, which is full of paraphernalia. It is full of flip charts and ring binders. Full of knowledge. League ladders from Match Magazine. <laughs> and let me tell you, I wasn't one of these cunts who set up the league ladder at the, uh, in mid-August, diligently <laughs> changed the position of each tab for the first two weeks of the season, <laughs> then just fucking forgot about it and stopped bothering. No, I fucking arranged those tabs like clockwork every fucking Sunday. <laughs> right through to the end of the fucking season. I'll tell you this. There was a young boy lived in the house next door and I got talking to him once because he was playing football in the garden. We talked about league ladders and he said that he was playing out the matches himself in the garden and adjusting the league ladders according to the results of the games he'd played. I extended my wall a further 12 feet the following week and we never spoke again. 
I will not stand for that behaviour. You fucking amateur. You fucking know nothing. <laughs> fucking child. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Uh, yeah. Uh, while football enjoyed an embarrassment of riches from the early 90s onwards, Sir Alf was left in uncomfortable exile, isolated and ignored. Um, and it mentions Euro 96. Of course, the greatest time to be alive in human history. Uh, it says the FA denied him any participatory role in the ceremonies to mark the opening of the European Championship in England. Now, that that is, with hindsight, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've got a tournament in England 30 years after the World Cup, 30 years of hurt. England won it. All the, the players were there, I guess. I don't really remember much about it, but I'm sure... It harked well, back quite a lot. Bobby to Moore was dead by then. But yeah, I think Jeff Hurst, Bobby Hurst Sharp, and all the others there. were there. Christ, yeah. Banks, Peters, all oi, the Oi, oi, Hurst, yeah. Year. Fucking golden bollocks. Yeah. Let's see if any of you cunts can score at trick in the final. I doubt it. Right, let's get this over and done with and get ourselves down browse, see some ticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is the Queen here? Is her magic here yet? Have they, uh, oh fuck this! I'm off. They haven't invited Sir Alfie, have they? Miserable cunt. No, good. Thank fuck. Good, because I made that a fucking condition of me turning up. <laughs> it's not that I dislike him; I just fucking find him boring. <laughs> he still thinks he's the boss of me. He is not the boss of me. Nobody is the boss. No one's the Jeff fucking Hurst. boss of Hursty. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, yeah. Uh, the attendance of most of the 1966 side, yeah, in the the uh, 96 build-up. Uh, invitations were sent to all 92 football league clubs, but only five of them were represented. Neither the then England manager... Oh, no, this is about... Um, uh, sorry, this is a memorial service. I do apologise. Oh. I've missed an important part. Yeah, he yeah, didn't... He wasn't invited he, to his memorial service because he was dead. Service. They buried the cunt by then. They didn't fucking invite me. <laughs> well, that's because you're dead. Nevertheless, it would have been nice to have received something. A lot of people said I was dead from 1972 onwards, but it didn't stop me going to things. <laughs> I was in the British ambassador to Athens's gala nights every second Thursday of the month, scoffing the, v- the free cleftico like nobody's business with Mrs. Ramsey. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah, the '96 thing is touched upon, and then it mentions his memorial service, and it says that uh, most of the '66 side were there. Obviously, yeah, I'll just come to make sure he is dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if the cunt was sitting at the back, dressed up with a false beard on, like when Reggie Perry right. turned into his brother. He had that kind of ego, you know, the quiet, egotistical type. Doesn't show it, like, but he's obsessed. Stage his own funeral to find out what everyone's going to say about him. <laughs> well, I'm not falling for that one. I'm here. I'm going to see if there's any free deviled eggs at the at the pub drink afterwards. And once I've fucking scoffed a few of them, it's off down Browns for some ticks. I'll see if somebody Avalanche will come. Nobby's usually up for one when he's down south. Well, this thing starts at 10, so it can be down Browns by 11 for double tits. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get the, we'll get both sessions, <laughs> <laughs> both shifts. 
<laughs> shift. Shift. The early evening titty shift <laughs> and the late titty shift where things get a bit steamier. <laughs> um, they know me there, so I'll get the locking titty shift. Ah, uh, dear me. Um, yeah, the memorial service. Um, obviously the 66 lads were there and it says, yeah, invitations were sent to all 92 football league clubs, but only five of them were represented. Neither the England manager, Kevin Keegan, nor any premiership manager were present. Although there were no fixtures that Saturday. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Alf Ramsey. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I did hear about that. No, I'm busy, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I'm managing the, t- no, oh, he's dead. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, no I, I say I'm managing my team. What I mean is it's a uh, school football team. That's it. <laughs> yeah, well... There's, and then there's, Gene needs me to go to home base. There's there's no fixtures on. So uh, I've, I've sent the Gene, I'm going to put a trellis up in the back garden. <laughs> and that's my weekend, really. So uh, as much as I'd love to, I can't make it. Really sorry. I'll send a telegram or something. A fax. A fax is still a thing. <laughs> Um, not one current England player showed up. Um, well, it wasn't very well publicised, was it, by the sense of things? I think that this is... I don't know who wrote this, but I think, you know... I don't know. It's like you don't know why. You don't know whether or not these people were invited. You don't know whether... I mean, he was clearly a private man. Yeah. He didn't seek the limelight, and therefore it seems likely that his wife wouldn't <clears throat> have necessarily gone for a full fucking showbiz memorial. Well, it's Do you know odd, what I mean? It's odd that the 92 football league clubs were all invited, but, but he was a national manager. He had, you know, his connection with fo- league clubs ended when he left Ipswich and took the England job. You would yeah. think it would be a carefully selected guest list, which would be England-centric. But, um, yeah, we're doing a podcast here about the... Um, the plans for Sir Alf Ramsey's memorial service in 1999. Thanks for tuning in. How do you envisage your memorial? I'm sure we've discussed this before. I don't Mm. think we have discussed it before. I need to crack on. You must have plans for it. Well, I've been face to face with my mortality from having a really mild dose of COVID over the last 10 days. Yeah. So so you must have have made some some notes and passed them on to your uh, kids. I really haven't. Kids, kids, I've got a piece of paper here. You don't have to read yeah. it now, but I need you to keep it in the event of my death. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but I need to get around. My daughter's got a playlist for her funeral, and she's yeah. only 17, but she's got a playlist. She's had a playlist for about five years now, and it keeps changing. What what sort of thing is it? I'm not allowed to talk about it. Um, okay, it's fair it, enough. Well, it's, it'll have changed since the last time I had a conversation with her about it. But um, For me, it's um, it, for me the benchmark is, I mean, I know you don't like the man, but the benchmark has got to be Michael Hutchins' funeral, hmm. when there was all those fit women just crying their eyes out. Yeah. Fucking Helena Christensen. Yeah. Kylie Minogue. Paula Yates, God rest her soul. Yeah. And a bunch of other ones who we hadn't even heard of, but he I think the, fucking I think literally pa- had got to know quite intimately. Yeah, I, I think Pan's people just turned up. They were just drawn yeah. towards it. even birds who didn't know him. Like a sexual magnetism. They were just drawn towards Fucking it. Fucking Britt Eklund came in. <laughs> I never met Michael, but I always... He haunted my sex dreams for many years, so I felt as if I knew him. <laughs> he was fucking Wendy James, probably. They were all there, crying and crying in their sexy black funeral outfits Fuck with their hell. black mascara running down their cheeks. 
And I saw that and I thought, that's the fucking benchmark for a funeral. I've even told my wife that. Mm. I said, listen, don't be upset, mm. but at my funeral, it might yeah. be that some of the world's sexiest women are there fucking mm. crying their eyes out. Yeah. I don't want you to read anything into that beyond the fact that a lot of women loved me from afar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, we should both do that. I think uh, our solicitors should send out invitations to uh, the representatives of some of the world's sexiest women upon our deaths. Just... Cool. And I'm going to read you a list of names. Yeah. Yeah, it's Delaney. Right, have you got a pen? Sam Write Delaney. the following names down. Write them down. <laughs> Maria right, Whittaker. Felicity Kendall. Sarah Green. Uh, Jay Aston for Books Fizz. Uh, not Cheryl Baker. <laughs> Not Jet from Gladiators. <laughs> it does, yeah, you could just send out a round robin. It could be a generic letter. It doesn't need to be personalised as long as you make sure you get their name right at the top. But Melinda the, Carlisle. The main thing yeah. is that they come. <laughs> Fucking um, make sure they're there as well. Say you're, I mean, I don't mind if there's any money left over from the will. I don't mind if you cover their travel. Oh, God. Um... So none of that for Sir Alf Ramsey. Uh, no football representation. And what about the food, just briefly, before we oh, move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Is this a podcast series where people plan their own funerals? I don't think it's been done yet, has Probably. it? Probably. It will very, be soon. It's one of the very few... Be done um, by some up-and-coming Celebrity, yeah. Probably has. Um, but what food will you be serving? Um, beige food, I'd basically, be a bitch, I Just a beige buffet, I'm not going to try and pretend yeah. to be something I'm not at this point in mm. my life. A nice beige buffet, sausage rolls, quiche, um, maybe some tempura prawns. Um, cheese straws? Cheese straws, yeah. Hula hoops. Uh, hula hoops and Seabrooks. Um, not walkers. I've, I'm, I'm, I've decided I'm very much anti-walkers now. Did you watch that Secret, really? Secret Life of the Crisps thing that was on no. Channel 4 recently? I recommended it a couple of weeks ago. It's a three-part: a secret life of chocolate, secret life of biscuits, secret life of crisps. And looking back at the uh, the retail wars in those three sectors over the decades, it's fucking great. It's on, oh. it's on Channel Four. Oh, that's brilliant! I wonder thing. if it's still on more four. Well, it will be. Jalapeno. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Walkers do a yeah. lot of a lot of good stuff, but end of the day, Walkers is owned by fucking Pepsi Company. Walkers is, is it? Yeah, yeah. Walkers. Oh, is they just make out they're just like some fucking Sir John Lester. Nah, he's just some originally. some humble bloke from Leicester who fucking built up a crisp empire and crushed yeah. Golden Wonder. Yeah, Walk, Walkers is owned by um, PepsiCo. So mm. that's why I'm a Seabrooks man. Seabrooks is Yorkshire crisps. It's better crisps yeah, as well. Yeah, you don't get many Seabrooks down south. Do you not? For, for me, when I was a kid, the crisps I had in my packed lunch 
which was in the days when crisps counted as one of your five a day and no one realised they were bad for you. Yeah. You'd have a packet of crisps in your lunch every day and it was always Golden Wonder. When Walkers first started showing up, you thought that was some weird fucking niche crisp. Yeah. But then, in All the 90s, they just... It's like they... I mean, you'll, I don't know what it said in the programme and I don't know what happened, but they absolutely just everywhere... They appeared everywhere and as quickly as they appeared... Golden Wonder mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, right? well, I'm not going to give it away, but you've got to watch the show. It's all in there. Yeah. It's all in there. But I think the thing about Walkers is it's a cleaner crisp. That's That was its secret. It oh, became homogenised. Yeah, it's a good crisp. The, the thing about Golden Wonder and a lot of those crisps when we were kids, like KP crisps, which yeah. always tasted strangely stale, right? They were irregular. You never knew what you were going to get in a bag. Yeah. Sometimes there'd be like bitty ones with bits of skin on do you know what I mean? Mm. Sort of burnt ones. Yeah. And Walker's secret was there was a uniformity to them and they were all clean. Quality control was incredible. And, and there was a regulation is. size as well. Mm. Mm. And that's, I think, what appealed to the public. But I'll watch the show rather than speculate. It's really good. I mean, I've just been checking up on Seabrook just to make sure they haven't been sucked into the whole fucking PepsiCo empire as well, and they mm. haven't. But... In October 2018, Seabrooks was acquired by the UK subsidiary of the Japanese snack company, Calbi, who I've not heard of. I don't know what else Calbi have got on their books. Um, yeah. Um, Calbee, It'll be one of those big corporations that also sell wigs and microwaves. Probably. Yeah, yeah they've been going for 72 years. And um, their, their mainstay products are the Kappa Ibison shrimp chips mm. and the Saya Endo snow pea crisps. So mm. they're very popular in Asia and well known in the United States. And they've got a mission statement. Calby, who won Seabrooks, have got a mission statement. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. I think we could we could nick this mission statement for Top Flight Time Machine. This completely applies to us as well. Here we go. We are committed to harnessing nature's gifts, to bringing taste and fun and to contributing to healthy lifestyles. Please make that our Twitter bio. That's us, isn't it? That's us. Yeah, it is. We couldn't have put it better ourselves. If they haven't, they'll mind if we borrow that. Yeah, if they haven't got that trademarked, we're having that because that's just us down to a T. So Seabrooks is now one by Japanese in nature. But um, um, yeah, Seabrooks. It says uh, are widely distributed in the north of England. True, and increasingly in the south, and also sold through mail order. So if you live somewhere where you used to have Seabrook crisps when you were younger and you've moved away and you can't get them anymore, mail order is your friend. So, yeah. Um, how did we get into this? Oh, yeah. Funeral food. What about you? Um, I think that I would like um, something like... I'd probably go for, like, a Indian, like, um, but snacks. Mm. You know, like bargies, pakora. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Uh, like the snack selection. The snack selection you can snack, get in Sainsbury's. You can get them in Iceland, in, yeah. in vegetarian Indian snack selection. Yeah, I think in Iceland you, I would can, get, make it you vegetarian. can get funeral-sized ones that have got like 128 pieces in, can't you? Yeah, that's what they call it. They call it funeral pack. <laughs> Iceland funeral pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Yeah. He said the tagline is mourn for less. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible the savings you can make if you plan a funeral via Iceland. Yeah. I'm wondering if we can get into the funeral planning game as part of this... Top Flight like Time Machine branded burgeoning, funerals. Burgeoning media empire that we're trying to... Fucking well, it's like co-op, it. isn't it? Co-op, do everything. You can get yeah. a co-op funeral. Yeah, you can bank with co-op. You can buy your sausages from co-op. You know? Mm. And that's what that's how I envisage Top Flight Time Machine. It's like, how do you think Branson... He came up with Virgin as a record label, didn't he? Was that what it was? Yeah. A first or a record shop? I can't remember. Record and shop, wasn't it? now yeah. you can do the lot, can't you? There's Virgin fucking everything. Top Flight Time Machine funerals. We're quite ethical. Mm. Yeah. We are committed to harnessing nature's gifts to bringing taste and fun and to co- contributing towards quite ethical funerals. Yeah, that, that's... I'll by do. that, what we mean specifically is we will dig a hole in the woods and lob <laughs> the, the corpse in that and just cover it with leaves. Oh, we could start doing... Um, we could start doing funerals. We could become celebrants. A lot of people do that now. You know, people who don't want religious funerals, they get a celebrant to come in and yeah, do a speech. Yeah, if you're IFS. We'll do that. If, yeah. it, this is quite a morbid thing to say to our listeners, but if you're IFS and you're dying, mm. then get in touch and perhaps we could do a eulogy, but for money, um, if someone's put aside yeah. by whoever it is who will be paying yeah. for the funeral. We might have to do Tell it remotely as well, like over video, over Zoom. Probably, yeah. Because of the COVID um, restrictions. Um, unless it's like within like 10 miles of where we live. Yeah, if it's in Sunderland, or specifically Andy's part of Sunderland, or in Barnes SW13, then count us in. (laughs) Or anywhere near that Nottingham travel lodge that we sometimes hang around in. (laughs) Oh, we'll be going back there soon, won't we, because we need to write a live show. That would be a good place for a funeral. Yeah. Or a festival. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that's Seabrook Crisps. The firm was founded by Charles Brooke. And the name supposedly arose because of an error in a photo processing shop. Instead of writing C. Brook for Charles Brook on a film, a clerk wrote the word C. Brook. I don't believe that. That's bullshit. I'm not having that. um, Some ad man's come up with that. Yeah, it's pathetic. Do you know what I mean? We've come up with a great legacy story. Mm. Charlie Brooks. That we'll write on the back of the packet. Yeah, fuck that. Um, So, yeah. So you're going to go for an Indian buffet? Yeah. Just that? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I like Indian food. I want it yeah, to be not, a bit spicy. Be it's, a not about bit... What, it's not about what you like, is it? You're the last person. Yeah, everyone tastes... likes Indian food, don't they? Yeah, but... Apart from the kids. I might have something separate for kiddies. Yeah, hula hoops, breadsticks. There's some fucking hula hoops for them. <laughs> That's the hula hoop table over there. <laughs> and that there's the curry table. Hoops. I'll tell you what, though, because we're all very germ-conscious nowadays. We'll just put just bags of hula hoops in a pile and they can just help yeah. themselves to a bag rather than in a bowl. dipping their filthy fingers into a bowl. I prefer that hoops. anyway, personally, because then you just get to walk off. You don't have to necessarily socialise. Yeah. It's quite hard to keep hula hoops on a plate as well, especially if it's like a, a buffet plate, a paper plate. It's quite hard to balance them on. Mm. Uh, they're prone to rolling off. But... Um, we won't be there to... Um, well, I mean, I'll be there at yours and you'll be there at mine, obviously. Or oh, yeah. won't be. Depends on who dies first. Unless we both die at the same time whilst on oh, tour. Oh, fucking hell. Imagine that. Like Leonard Skinner. Mm. 
in a plane crash. Well, obviously, this has been... We were talking earlier in the year, and we must get round to it to getting this show insured in case <laughs> one of us dies. Yeah. But it's been on our mind, because what with you with COVID and me having my tooth removed yesterday? Mm. I mean, I was on the dentist's chair for a couple of hours, and at one point, I was quite relaxed, but I thought in a sort of a calm, rational, clear-headed way, might die. This could be it. Could die, yeah? Yeah. You I mean, the cunt you. was pulling my tooth out, yeah. right, with these pliers... And it would not come out. I'll tell you what, I want you to save this. I want you to save, save this, for this for Friday's Friday. episode for everybody. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I have Anyway, suffice to say, mortality of both of us has been on my mind, probably your mind as yeah. well recently. So we ought to get, if anyone's out there who's an insurance person, wants to offer us a deal on getting this show insured, then get in touch. <laughs> IFS rates. Um, disclaimer, um, don't do that. Um, oh. We don't want you to know about our personal affairs and secondly we're not oh, yeah, going to do true. funeral celebrants either we weren't serious no, about that so don't get in touch there's a small percentage of listeners who take everything we say completely seriously yeah um, can you come to my funeral <laughs> I prefer <laughs> to end my own life if you'll come to my funeral no <laughs> no bit uh, right um, where were we it was Sir Alf Ramsey isn't it yeah yeah so, yeah, none of the uh, no-cunt turned up, basically. I'm not going to go over it again, but no-cunt turned up. Uh, Gordon Taylor put it afterwards. It is amazing. I mean, Gordon Taylor. God, Jesus Christ. Um, it is amazing. If we cannot honour our heroes, what is the point of it all? And was there ever a greater hero for our game than Sir Alf? Everyone in the English game who could have been here should have been. It is a matter of simple respect. Gordon Taylor there, I think, is just bemoaning the fact that he didn't get to do as much networking as he probably thought he was going to get to do. Yeah. Fucking um, Gordon Taylor. Fucking Gordon Taylor, yeah. Is he still in charge of the players' union? Can't I be. don't know. I heard someone else was going to take over, but he's like, he's a bit like Seth Blatter, isn't he? When Seth Blatter just held on he's with a bit that like fucking Mugabe. iron grip. He's like the Mugabe <laughs> of football. Um... No, he's, he quit this year, 2021, it says here. Who took over? Don't know. Uh, Professional Football Association. Uh, key personnel. Chairman. <laughs> Gordon fucking Taylor. Chief executive he was, wasn't he? Whoa, the chief executive is now Maheta Molango, who is a Swiss-born sports executive and former player who played for Union Edavia in Group 1 of the Preferente de Madrid. So, very much so not- it's not a... Thought, this is the British Players Football Association. Yeah. and But it's not a Brit in charge. He was at Brighton and Hove Albion between 2004-2007, and he played six times for them. And he went out on loan to Lincoln, Oldham, Wrexham, and then he signed for Grey's Athletic. He made a total of six... 16, 21, 24, 26 appearances in total in England. Oh, something something about this isn't right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he had a legal career after that. And now somehow he's the chief executive of the PFA from 1st of June this year. Well, there we go. Well, congratulations to him. He's fucking landed on his feet, hasn't he? He's sorted. I mean, Taylor was doing the job for fuck knows how long. 30 years, maybe. Taylor was doing it for 40 years. 
good luck, my hatter. He's also uh, been appointed to the director of FIFA's Diploma in Club Management Programme, which commenced this year. Fucking hell, he's had a good COVID. And he helps to train executives with speakers ranging from Arsene Wenger to Fabio Cannavaro. How about that? That's another thing we could get into, training executives. (laughs) Running the football union. Top flight time machine, executive training programme. Could we possibly become the chief executives of the Professional Podcast Association, do you think? Oh, no. Become the Gordon Taylors of podcasting. I don't think we're... We're not, well, we're not popular within... I wouldn't say we're disliked. I would say we're probably anonymous, really, within the podcasting fraternity. I think the podcasting elders and... The, you know, the in-crowd, they they haven't fucking heard of us. No. You know? Well, they've heard of you. They've heard of Mints. Yeah. Because they sort of begrudgingly probably go, oh, yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Right? Because, you yeah, know, it's it's, it's obviously... Uh, it's, it's, Bob Ward was excellent. There's, a, there's another person on there. I don't know why. He's I can't Bob. understand what he says. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that Bob has to have someone on there to speak to. But uh, maybe maybe he could use a machine. I don't know. Maybe in the future he'd be able to use a machine. I don't know why he doesn't use Poppy or Toby or one of those guys. (laughs) I mean, they're they're like on the top of their game, podwise speaking. (laughs) But But, um, yeah, top flight's not, it's not, you know. I mean, we've we've never been invited to any of their get-togethers, have we? We haven't, no. We're very much um, outsiders. Renegades, you could say. We'll start our own yeah. fucking organisation. Well, start our own one. And no one else is fucking invited either. <laughs> you no, cunts. We don't want to be in your fucking gang. No, you're <laughs> spiteful. <laughs> no, you're bitter and twisted. We're not. You are. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, Gordon, Gordon Taylor. Uh, now retired, I assume. Unless he's still involved in the background of the PFA, I don't know. Um, it feels like we're possibly on uh, sticky legal ground here. I imagine Gordon Taylor. Um, well, you've, you've compared it to Robert Mugabe, and yeah, yeah, you're right if you're about to say that he's probably very litigious. I would say, yeah, definitely. Just, just, I just, just meant like Mugabe was just in charge for a long time. That's the yeah, only okay. comparison I can think of between Gordon Taylor and Robert mm. Mugabe. Uh, nothing else. Um, yeah, that's the end of this episode. We've run out of time. Um, we'll be back with some more Sir Alf Ramsey and more talk about funerals probably next week. And, uh, this feels like a 95-part series, but uh, whatever. Thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye. All the best. <laughs> <laughs>